Hey man, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl. Howdy my rowdies. Happy pre-Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy week after Halloween. Happy Thanksgiving. Whenever you're listed, man, this is the time. This is the fall, y'all. Welcome back to the Badam Ching. Welcome me back to the Badam Ching, man. Uh, you know, the thing was, uh, I took a week off, and then I took a week off, and uh, then I took a week off. So that's what happened. And, uh, you know, just, what is it, like recharging the batteries, so to speak. Uh, I did move into a new place at the beginning of October. First time I'm living by myself uh, in... Three or four years, and uh, pretty excited about it, man, as anybody could imagine. Uh, you got your own space, so you get to do what you want, which for me just basically means uh, not much, you know. I just, <laughs> just I put on uh, some comfortable nightwear, and I watch movies, and I cook, and uh, I don't know. I'm nesting. Is that what it is? Uh, I've been buying things, and people say I'm nesting. I've never heard of this before. Nesting. Well, apparently, I am nesting. I'm enjoying it, man. Being the age I am, it's wild how uh, I bought throw pillows for the first time the other day. And I feel good about it. That's that's the age I'm at. I don't know what's happening with me uh, personally, uh, but that's what's happening. How y'all doing out there, man? <laughs> So yeah, that's me. I'm nesting now. Also, uh, staying out there doing comedy. I'll tell you what, November 1st, I'm excited about this show. Me and Evan Burke partnered with uh, Kaylee from Dewey Comedy Productions, and we're putting on our very first showcase called Glazed and Crazed at Donut Distillery in wonderful East Nashville, about two miles away from my house, which is very wonderful. Uh... Monday's a special event for us, man, because we are fortunate to have uh, landed Amy Miller and Jeff Tate, who are starting their tour, and they're rolling through uh, Nashville, and we got them. So come on out, man. Tickets available through Dewey Comedy Productions right now. Uh, you can get them at the door, too, on Monday. I think it's like 15 at the door. So come on out, man. Grab some mini donuts, grab some laughs, and get glazed and crazed with Evan Burke and CR3. There's a plug. All right, see, I'm back, baby. You guys ready for this show? You ready for this podcast? Let's get going, man. Episode 50 is Mariana Barksdale, man. Uh, Mariana is newish to the comedy scene in Nashville. I met her earlier this year, and uh, man, it's just a treat to watch her grow. And I asked her to do the podcast, and she agreed, and... uh, it was fun for me to have a newer comic on this thing so we can get their perspective on it. And it's a fun conversation, so check it out. You ready? You should be, because, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mariana Barksdale. I'm starting to suspect that one of the voices in my head is schizophrenic. <laughs> we are so happy that you got that. And so am I. <laughs> So I just finished reading this book about introversion. It made me feel a lot better about like needing time for myself and not always wanting to be around people. The title of the book is Quiet. And um, 
uh, I was thinking about it, and you can kind of read a book to make you feel better about any part of your personality or, like, reinforce your own belief system. Because I was looking through Amazon, and I came across a book called Anyone Can Be Cool, But Awesome Takes Time. It was a book on how cool Christianity is. And isn't it? I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that's what Jesus said before or after the whole crucifixion thing. And another one was, uh, drink as much as you want and live longer. Could have cut down on some of those steps. And then my personal favorite, do-it-yourself coffins for pets and people. That doesn't sound suspicious at all. All right. You shaking the nerves off? You ready for this thing? I think so. All right, cool. Welcome, Mariana Barksdale, to the Badumchi. Thank you, Carl. It's nice to be here. You brought cookies, too. I did, yeah. They're fancy crumble cookies. I didn't make them. You didn't make them? No. Yeah, I remember you, you were talking at the mic that you were going to bring them. Where were they from? They're from Crumble. Where's that? I don't know. They. I was like a fancy person yesterday and had cookies delivered to my house. Nice. Yeah. I've been doing that, uh, not with cookies, but with every bad food I could think of this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never get food delivered, so I was like... It's like $15, so that's not that big of a deal. I don't know. I rationalized it. Oh, mine was always very expensive, and I still rationalized it. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to leave. Yeah, you know? yeah. I didn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Well, you're the first person that, to bring me food, and so, yeah, that, that should shoot you up on the list, I think. Of oh, My good. favorite all-time guests, because yes. I have a, a treat for later, so there we go. Good. You can <laughs> heat them up in the microwave. I think the chocolate one's supposed to be in the refrigerator, but anyway. Okay. Well, yeah. they're not going to last very long. Like I said, yeah, right? yeah. Lucky Probably. for you, I didn't make them. Like, as soon as you leave, I'm just going to, like, draw all the shades, you know, <laughs> just maybe order some food online, yeah, too, yeah. while I eat, you know, stuff my face with crumble cookies. So it's there cookie you go. time. <laughs> it's cookie time. That's right. So yeah. what's been going on? I mean, I, ugh, I wish I'd gotten to go to any mics this last week, but... You know, I had a cold the week before, That's right. so That's right. I didn't want to get anybody sick. So. Wasn't COVID though, right? No, it wasn't. Thank God. Okay. But I had COVID twice, so <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if anyone's going to get it, it'll be me. <laughs> what, what was that like? Uh, the first time I got it, it was really confusing because mm. it was in the end of 2019 and I just was like curled up in a ball and like time would just pass in like four hour chunks. Like mm-hmm. I just had no recollection of anything. And then when I finally came out of it, it was like all the news started to rain down, you know, like, oh, there's a, dis- there's something happening. And then it's coming from China and then this and that. And, and so then I was finally like retracing my steps and my boss had gone to a Tony Robbins event right before I got sick. And it was like, you know, 10,000 people or something. Mm-hmm. In Florida, and like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure she got me sick, but <laughs> but she had a strong immune system, so she wasn't sick. Oh, uh, okay, but she brought it. She brought, brought it back. With her. Okay, because it it took out 300 people in our office, not not killed, but like, <laughs> all everyone in the office was sick all of a sudden at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had a similar thing uh, happen at at my restaurant. Like a, a lot of us, and this was like 2019, probably November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I rarely get sick. Uh, I don't know why, but, like, we were all sick, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, all the symptoms that they said in March, uh, talking about COVID, but we all had those, like, yeah. in November. 
you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Got me curious. I know. I wonder if that was COVID. I don't know. I know. I feel weird saying it. Because it was all, it was just all the symptoms that they mm-hmm. said to look out for. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Well, it's just I've had a, a lot of colds in my life and a lot of flus. I've been a sickly person. <laughs> so, I'm like, this whatever it was was different. So, it might not have been COVID, but it was bad. That Tony Robbins disease. You know? Yeah, exactly. I know. I blame him. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. That'll work. He's fine. He's a guru or something. He can handle it. He's fine. Yeah, he's doing well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm curious uh, because we've chatted a little bit about it, but so you you started doing comedy in New York. Is that is that right? Yeah. How long ago was that? I think it was. I keep saying five years ago, but I think it was six years ago now. Okay. Well, uh, how did you start doing stand up in New York? Well, I took a class at the Comedy Cellar. Okay. Which I know you're not supposed to take comedy classes or else you're like, you know, trash people or whatever. <laughs> and you just, you're not to be talked to. Basically. Is that what they say? I don't know. I've, I've just heard a lot of strong opinions about it. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, it was a great class because it kind of just, it was, um, it just kind of cut out a lot of the rambling at the beginning of doing stand-up, you know? Mm-hmm. So you learn how to joke structure and like the rule of threes and all those things that I can't remember now but you know it's just like it, you're not just starting from like what's going on inside your head mm. and it may and then you get to practice on a mic and like you know you don't have to do that in front of people so it was good for someone who overthinks everything that's right yeah I mean we said you're an overthinker I'm an overthinker too so like yeah. maybe I should Take that class, Mark Dunson. Yeah. Well, the thing was, is, I mean, Mark Normand was at my first open mic ever. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I was, like, watching him, and this was six years ago when he was opening for Amy Schumer. So I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get to there, you know? Right. Like, I don't know how to do that. And he was just there to go up. Yeah. Time. Yeah, it was crazy. But, I mean, he was hilarious. I was just like, this guy's great. He might you know, have been famous. He's actually time. performing uh, later at, at Zany's. I saw that. Yeah. I wanted to go. Oh, uh, well, now we're podcasting. What are you going to do? I know. I know. <laughs> he added another show. I think they're, oh, right. really? I think it was yesterday. I don't know what day it is, Carl. I think it's Sunday. I think so. It feels like Sunday. Does it? Yeah. I'll Sun- take that. Sunday's the only day that has like a feeling, I think. What is that feeling? Everybody seems calm and a little bit more relaxed. In every city I've ever lived in, I've always thought that Sunday has its own, like, vibration or energy. I know that sounds kind of woo-woo, but... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I like Sunday. It's my favorite day. I hate working on Sundays. Mm. Yeah, we work today. Yeah. Very busy. Ugh, yeah, yeah I bet. Because it's nice outside, so everybody wanted to come mm-hmm. have a drink at the pub. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Uh, Except for me, not me. No, that's true. I know, that's true. wasn't there. So, so, all right, let, let me backtrack. I, I got off track. Oh, yeah. Uh, New York. Why were you in New York anyway? Are you from New York? No, I'm from Alabama. You're from Alabama. Yep. What yep. took you to New York? I actually went to college in New York. Mm-hmm. I moved there when I was 19, and I didn't know anyone at all. What, what prompted the move? Um, I just got into this fashion design school, Parsons, okay. and um, I just went to college, basically. Before I got out of college, I got a job as a fashion designer, and I, at the time, I thought that's what I wanted to do, just because, like, nobody talked to me about careers when I was in high school, so I didn't know anything about, like, oh, you're supposed to make money to live, and you're supposed to do something that's, like, I don't know, 
smart. You're supposed to, yeah. I don't know. I, I never understand why I did fashion design. So whenever I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, who was I when I, because when I talk about it, I feel like I'm talking about someone else now. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah I feel that. But that's what brought me there. So I was did a fashion you, designer for a while. Did you enjoy it? It was fun. Yeah, it's a fun job. You know, you have fun people to be around. Mm-hmm. I've always had fun jobs, which is weird, even though, like, you know, it's not always fun. But at the end of the day, you're making clothes. So it's not like, you know, nobody's dying. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were just hanging out in New York. Mm-hmm. What did prompt you to say, hey, I want to try stand up? I guess it's just like. You know, I wish I had made the decision when I was 16 when I really was drawn to stand-up. When I first saw Eddie Izzard. Okay. His, uh, his special Dress to Kill. It's like two hours long. Um, so I had just always... Like, when I was sewing and designing and doing things, I would listen to stand-up just over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, I could quote so many specials at this point. I mean, everybody. I watched every comedian on Earth. And it was just like, I thought, they're this special person, and I can't do that. Right. You know, like, no one ever authorized me to do that. Right, right. This is over there. Yeah. I'm like, clearly these people have been told they're talented, and they're funny, and they're smart, and and they've had encouragement. And now I'm finding out more about comedians, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably not how it went. (laughs) Well, I thought the same thing, too. Yeah. You know, like, and and I was a musician, so, like, it didn't. Listen, the music wasn't far fetched for me. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I play drums, you know, and like yeah. learning this stuff. But like comedy was always like, yeah, same thing. Like, yeah, I don't know how that they got into it. You yeah, know? I didn't know it was so simple. It was oh, just go to a mic. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> and then keep going. Oh know? yeah, yeah, that's the real key. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, when, I, when I first started, everybody was like. Oh man, you know, you hear this a lot. Like, it takes a lot of guts to go up on stage. Yeah. And I was like, no, it doesn't. Mm-mm. So, anybody can do it once. It's like the guts start and then you go back. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. You don't overthink it till the second time. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I was overthinking everything. Everything, yeah. I, I don't have the recording anymore, but my, I know my first one, I was probably going about 500 miles an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just wasn't saying anything funny. <laughs> I was just rambling. <laughs> but, like, I thought when I saw a special that, like, they were just coming up with it off the top of their head. I never thought oh, okay. there was writing involved or editing or working on it. Oh, you it. just thought they were just yeah. hysterical. <laughs> I know. I was just like, this is just the funniest person that's ever lived, and <laughs> and they just did this in one go. So how'd you hear about the, the class at the cellar? I honestly don't even know. At this point, I feel like if I believed in things happening for a reason, well, I guess I do. I don't know how I... I don't know how I came across it. I just remember I came back from Christmas and I saw something about it. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's all I want to do. But at the time I had this job, I was a stylist at that point. And I would work 12 hours a day, you know, and Mm -hmm. then seven days a week sometimes. And it was just so exhausting. So I didn't have enough time to like write and edit and things. but, But I actually got a lot of encouragement after the class because... I don't think the manager of the comedy cellar normally watches the student shows because, you know, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> it's not, it's not awesome. But he was there and he came and found me after the show and he was like, you're the one that went on second, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you're good. Don't let anybody tell you to change and don't stop. 
Nice. And it was it was really encouraging, but it almost that scared me away more. Because mm. my teacher told me later, she was just and the way she told me, she was like, it kind of felt like maybe he's never given feedback before, because it was sort of out of the out of the ordinary for him to be there, even you right. know. But yeah, so then I stopped doing it for a while because. I mean, I don't know. I was scared. Yeah. That set the bar pretty high. Oh, okay. So you think maybe if he hadn't said anything, you might have went back? Yeah, yeah. Dang. Maybe that was his idea all along. Maybe he was trying to get me to stop. Right. It's like, here's what you do. You tell him you're really good. Yeah. She doesn't need to come back. (laughs) I I took a little time off. Nobody really noticed because when I I started, I wasn't coming out much. You know, it's like just maybe the East Room, I think. Yeah. For quite a while. And uh, I, I just remember I was hanging out one night at Third Coast mm-hmm. uh, with all the comics. And, like, it just felt like everybody was so tight and mm-hmm. everybody was so funny. And they they were just the best of friends. And I just felt like like an imposter. And so, mm-hmm. like, I split, you know. And, like, I didn't do it for, I don't know, a few months at least. Oh, know? yeah. It's scary. Yeah. It was just like, ah, I can never be these people, you know. I, know. I don't know. But I don't know how I... I got out of that. I was just like, no, just go. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you become one of those people. Mm-hmm. You just go. Yeah. And then go again and then go again. <laughs> and then go and again and again yeah. again. And it's undeniable. Did you become mm-hmm. part of that, you know, weird, you know, I always call it the land of misfit toys. That's like, yeah. That's so funny. I was thinking, I used to call it that in my head. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Because we're all a little broken somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? We're all a little weird. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I I click with comedians so much faster than normal people. <laughs> Which leads me to ask, uh, what did prompt you to go back? I think I was just miserable without comedy. Mm. Like I kind of I've gone through depression throughout my whole life. No. Yeah, I know, crazy. <laughs> with all my dark jokes, <laughs> but um. I, it got to this place where I was like, if I don't do comedy, I, this is, you know, I don't know what on earth else there is for me. You know, this is, I would always be writing jokes. Like I have like 12 notebooks and like 200 pages in a word document of really? jokes. That's great. So the whole time I've been writing, but I just, you know, I was thinking like, oh, no one's going to think that's funny. <laughs> that self-deprecating. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, when I go up on stage, I don't think any, I mean, I'm like. I know why I'm saying it, but I don't know why it's funny necessarily. Mm. You know, I yeah. don't know if that's other people. I don't know how people write. How do you write? Uh, a lot of things just come to me and a lot of things are just a lot of like wordplay. Like I'll think of the premise or I'll think of the punchline and then I'll either work, work whichever way it didn't come, you mm. know, I don't know. A lot of things just sort of appear a lot of the time. And also, I do feel like I live my life in a way that's very frustrating. (laughs) And, like, I do set myself up for, like, situations. Mm. So I get myself into a lot of, like, funny, silly situations. Well, that's perfect for for writing. Exactly. It's just, like, right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm always, like, I don't know. I'm really clumsy and, like, forgetful and, like, not good with details. So that all adds up. To some pretty funny situations. But I don't know. How do you write? How do I write? Yeah. Uh, I wait for it to come, yeah. <laughs> to, come to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which I think a lot of times it, it does, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I know, uh, I'm sure we both have a lot of friends that sit down every day and they spend time to write. Mm-hmm. I can't really do that. Yeah. I can write, but it's more like journaling, yeah. you know, about stuff. I, I can't sit there and say, I'm going to write a joke, <laughs> yeah. you know? 
Now, I will from time to time. I, I can pick like a subject, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Ninja. Uh, what, what's funny about that? You know, and, and like mm-hmm. just try to come up with something. Yeah. I've done that before, you know, just kind of like uh, making yourself be creative, you know, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it just comes to me. I was like, oh, that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is so stupid. Yeah. It's going to go great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Usually if it makes me chuckle, it's, it's yeah my best filter. And yeah. where I work, I'm always running bits on, mm-hmm. on all the coworkers, so they all see the process. They're like, "Hey, is this funny?" You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, hamburger walks in the bar, blah blah blah, and they're like, "That's dumb." It's yeah. like, "Yeah, but is it funny?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't ask if it was dumb. Okay. <laughs> well, like I will edit, and I hate editing, but I'll listen to my set and then sit down with like my computer. It's and important. Edit. Yeah, it's probably I think the only way the joke ever forms, really, because like the first part of the jokes just like rambling for me mm. you know and i try to cut out most of that before i ever do it on stage at all but that's good once you get on stage once and you hear where the laughs come it's like you have to get rid of the other stuff you know <laughs> you gotta keep yes exactly yeah and I, i'm glad you say that because like I'm, I'm in the headspace now where I, like i try to um just write jokes mm-hmm. you know and so i'm cutting out all the fat trimming yeah. the fat and i'm constantly trying to find the right order of the word mm-hmm. or take a few words out of the sentence mm-hmm. and boil it down to its necessity, you know. Oh yeah, I think it's what uh, uh, sparked me when I first started seeing you do comedy. I was like, oh yeah, she she writes jokes. <laughs> <laughs> she's out here writing jokes. She's out there writing those jokes. But I lo- I love that because yeah, a lot of times you see people ramble, mm-hmm. but there's no punchline. Yeah. You know, I don't understand yeah. what the point is, and it's open mic is really I'm talking about more so. But like, yeah. it's more like there's what are you doing? It's like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. You know, know, it's like how you can tell a story and not even have any, you know, laughs. I know, it's it's almost like they don't even know where the funny part's supposed to be sometimes. <laughs> Maybe, but know. I mean, you know, that's, anybody can go up there with a new bit and they don't know where the funny part is. But right. when you see them tell it the sixth time and there's still no funny part, That's what like, I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm like, you're just a sociopath. You yeah. just want to go up there and talk. Yeah. You know, there's, well, I guess that's an outlet for people yeah, to do it. That's true. But it also says open mic comedy on a lot of these things. That's so, true. I mean. <laughs> yeah, they're allowed. It's free speech. <laughs> Maybe we should just start like an open mic. And mm-hmm. that way people can just go up there and say whatever the heck they want to say. Yeah. Oh, man. We'll end up with a lot of manifestos. It would be. <laughs> you would get like 50 people signed up for this thing. You know, oh, yeah. Just telling their truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But unfortunately, we get a lot of those people mm-hmm. under the moniker of comedy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I never realized that there were so many people that um, come through kind of sporadically. Oh, yeah. Not like traveling comedians. Just like they'll show up at like one mic or two mics and then they'll never, you don't see them ever again. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's who I was three years ago. But Yeah. Yeah. You know. Were you that inconsistent? Yeah, so I did the class. That's, I'm I'm so bad at telling stories, but this is why I don't get up there and ramble. I'm like, okay. I'm bad at this. Well, you know, I'll edit it. And yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll cut out all the unnecessary. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, I took the class at the Comedy Cellar, and then I did one show in New York, and it was literally for one person because it was a bringer show. And nobody else brought anybody, and I brought one person. Well, good for you. You brought 100% of the audience. Exactly. I brought the whole audience. Yeah. It was my ex-boyfriend, but... Did he, did he laugh during He the did, show? yeah. Oh, okay. He was well, a good nice. sport. Okay. But he had, like, this crazy hair, 
and all the other comedians just did crowd work about him and it was like yeah, yeah. the only guy in the audience. yeah it was like an hour of torture for him wow yeah and then i went up and forgot all my jokes so i was just like man comedy's just hard and and i just didn't have the energy for it then and then when i moved to nashville i was like hey great time to start comedy again so i took a class at third coast now that's where uh yeah, yeah that's where the story began i think with me yeah uh so i what did uh spark you from going from new york to nashville i met my husband well there you go <laughs> <laughs> well and just new york's hard to live in you can't save any money you can't you just you live like an animal i mean it's just like i lived in the same i mean it wasn't a studio apartment it was like a room and i had like a hot plate and like a little mini fridge yeah i, I see that in like every movie you see yeah. of new york yeah. you know what i mean like a my stove plugged into the wall i mean i guess stoves plug into the wall but it was you know it was a hot plate so it's like prison yeah yeah exactly it was just like prison it was probably less cool like no there was no gym and you had a window facing, facing a wall yeah <laughs> yeah oh man so it's just hard to live there. It just wasn't much of a life, you know. Mm. So I know a lot of people like draw inspiration from that. And it's great for extroverts. So like if you're never at your house, right. that's who lives in New York. Okay. That's who thrives in New York or extroverts. Yeah, because nobody wants to go home because yeah. it's all rat infested. Yeah, hot why would plate. you go home? Oh, God, <laughs> that's the worst place in the city. And the whole city's open all the time. So right, right. You don't have to. Did you enjoy your time in New York? I did, yeah. I really appreciate it now, and I'm glad that I got to live there just because it's so different. And mm -hmm. I loved the, like, walking <laughs> everywhere kind of, you know, culture. Yeah. Just, I miss that so much. I miss just being able to walk to the grocery store. Yeah, that would be strange. Yeah. it's A lot of people have trouble when they first move there because it's such a culture shock, yeah. you know? But I... I just really liked it, and I liked being far away from everyone I grew up with because it was like I grew up in kind of a toxic environment with oh, okay. like just school and yeah. and um you know I was a weird kid. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any friends throughout high school. So when I went to college, I was like, I want to get away from here. Yeah, and you can be whoever you want. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just went there and made new friends. Not Good. that many because I'm an introvert, but. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. Are uh, you introverted? Um, or extroverted? Or both? You know, it depends on the day. Oh, okay. You know, I, I think nice. my my parents are a great example. My father, extrovert. My mother's more introvert. So yeah. I kind of teeter back and forth Aww. depending on the day. Now, if I feel like it, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like last night, I just wanted to sit at home. Mm -hmm. So no. You know, yeah. so I am when I want to be, I guess. Well, I guess maybe <laughs> that's everybody. That's um, nice. I wish I had that. I mean, but like, uh, if if I'm at uh, somewhere by myself, mm -hmm. I don't say anything. Yeah. You know, I keep to myself. I don't try to clown around. Mm -hmm. But if I have my a friend or two there, then I'll start opening up. And then, you know, like, mm -hmm. I feel like through company, I can open up a lot more. But if it's just me, I'm not sitting there, you know, like, hey, everybody, my name's Carl. Yeah. How you doing? You know? <laughs> entertaining everyone yeah i can't you know like most time it's it's just me you know let's keep to myself for the most part yeah so long story short yeah i teeter back and forth that's nice so i don't know which one i am yeah i, don't know. I wish i was an extrovert honestly it would make 
comedy so much easier. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Every time, every time I hear like the word extrovert, I think of like somebody that won't shut up. Oh yeah. And I, I certainly don't think I'm that guy. No, you're not that guy. Okay. Cool. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you know, it's um, where I think about it is introverts draw energy from being alone and extroverts draw energy from being around other people. Oh. Uh, and while I like being around other people. So maybe I am an extrovert because be, yeah. like I said, I don't yeah. I only open up when my friends mm-hmm. or other people are around. Yeah, that's a good point. But that's so nice. But I enjoy my me time. You know, yeah. I just moved in this place. Yeah. My own spot for the first time in, I don't know, three or four years. Yeah. And uh, very excited. And so I, I find myself like just wanting to come home. Unlike New York. Oh, yeah. I just want to come home now after work, you know, mm-hmm. and just chill, be by myself. Oh, no. It's the death of comedy. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, not every night. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, I finally flipped the switch where I can't even pay attention to TV at night anymore. Really? Like. I, my brain is just like, where is there? A, is there a mic? Can I go to a mic? Oh, it's okay. like it's very much flipped for me. And now I'm like, oh, I'd rather go to an open mic like five nights a week. Yeah, and watch TV during the day. <laughs> yeah, when you're supposed to be working. That's yeah, cool. exactly. That's <laughs> what work from home is for. It's for TV. I yeah. should work from home. That'd be hard being a cook. It would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can figure it out though. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got married. You met your husband, which I think is ironic, since uh. uh you're married to him now. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know, I was, I was thinking about that, like meeting your husband, like he was just your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. We've known each other our whole lives. Oh, really? Yeah. He was the best friend of my cousin. I always okay. have to say it like that because if I say he's my cousin's best friend, everyone stops at cousin and they're like, he's your cousin? Yeah, because they like yeah. Alabama. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah, they're like, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seemed like easier to be somewhere else, you know. Yeah. He's, he's exhausted. I get it. So, you came to Nashville and you took Sean Parrott's class, right? Yeah. How was that? Amazing. How, how was Sean as a teacher? Sean's the best. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The best. Yeah, the best. Dang. I know. We'll cut he, that part out. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's so good at editing jokes and like helping with like just joke structure you yeah. know, because a lot of people who came in the class are naturally funny people and they're they're thinking funny stuff. But like, you know, you don't always know how to make that into an accessible joke. You know, I get it because like you can say funny stuff and none of it hits because the way you said it wasn't funny or like the way you structured the joke wasn't funny. Mm. But if someone else said it or if you said it another way, it would be hilarious. I got it. So he's really good at like, I think just punching up other people's material too because he's just a great writer yeah but sean's a crazy person we've we talked about <laughs> <laughs> probably makes for a good teacher though i think yeah i think so so you took the class mm-hmm. and then so how long ago was that you took i guess it was three or four years ago now oh wow okay yeah a long time ago and so i would go to the east room a few times throughout that process mm-hmm. and then maybe a couple of times afterwards and then i just got taken under with depression again and i was like you're just not funny and this is just not for you and those voices come in you know yeah yeah yeah. you know so then yeah it just got to the point where i was like no no no. this is the only thing that's gonna make you happy okay yeah yeah because like when uh you started coming out i thought you were like just brand brand new yeah oh well obviously because i seemed brand new 
I remember uh, talking to you, I think comedy bar and you're like, no, I've been doing it for five years. It's like five years. Yeah, I know. I was like, I, I didn't know what to tell people. Cause I was right. like, if I say five years, they're going to think I'm good or, or they're going to think I think I'm good, you know? <laughs> Or, like, at least, like, should be comfortable on stage. Because if you're not comfortable on stage after five years, like, go home. <laughs> well, I mean, but it is fair to say that you did start it. Yeah. That that long ago. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Corey at the show the other night, and, you know, he said that he would take a little break off, like, from, from comedy for a while. And it made me feel better because I was like, I felt like every time I hear an interview with a comedian, they're like, well, I did my first open mic. And then I've just been doing it since that <laughs> night, and I've never taken a night off. I've never stopped. I've never stopped. I do them during the day. I do 16 sets a night. And you're just like, really? Yeah. That's That sounds like, it sounds great, but I wish that's what I had right. done. Well, you know, everybody's journey's different, you know? Yeah. And like, like I said, I, even when I started, I wasn't, I was going maybe once a week oh, you yeah. know, for a while, yeah. you know, if that. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people I'm just like, do they not come, like regularly or i can't figure everybody out i'm so in my head all the time i'm just thinking like okay this person's really funny so like do they go to every single open mic or like do they go to these open mics or like i'm very very structured when i think about this stuff sure those are thinking very very methodical yeah overthinking that word before ah that's a big one (laughs) i don't know what it means i don't know yeah i heard it today so i'm just yeah (laughs) regurgitating it you know <laughs> people have said that to me before yes <laughs> it felt appropriate at, at, yeah in this moment yeah i think i also said regurgitate which uh a lot of people say too at work since i cook their food so. oh no yeah that's a good one yeah thank regurgitate. you regurgitate a great word i love long words yeah yeah what else i got uh, that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know any words were you good at spelling in school Yes, because I got to the spelling bee, but yeah. then I can't spell in front of people, like, into a microphone, apparently. Oh. So, I misspelled the word frigid and was out the first round. Mm. I know. But I made it. But you made it to the actual bee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they take everybody, though, right? <laughs> well, you have to... I think I won for my class, and then I was in, like, the, cl- the gr- all the grades together spelling bee. Oh, me. okay. There it is. Yeah. But, no, I can't spell, like in the ether i heard this joke like maybe it's in a movie i can't remember but like somebody doing a spelling bee and they misspelled failure (laughs) (laughs) i wish that had been the word i misspelled (laughs) frigid it's not even a long word right but uh, you don't use it that much you know i think i was also did you put a d in it or did you put it just couldn't remember couldn't tell you i can't i can't remember if it has a d or not Mm. or if it's just f-r-g-i-d it's been so long since i've had to spell stuff yeah, now I got this autocorrect stuff. Mm-hmm. Lame. I know. I'm never gonna <laughs> learn how to spell anything. Well, you know, uh, speaking speaking of that kind of stuff, this is random, but like, uh, my mom was a math teacher. She said that they took multiplication tables out of school. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my god. What do you, What are the kids gonna do? I, I use it every single day. Yeah. It's the only math tool I've ever used. Every single day is like multiplication. Yeah. Yeah. I need to find out what my paycheck's going to be. Yeah, you just multiply everything. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's weird. Well, I, th- I don't know if I'd be better at school now or worse because they seem to have taken out everything I was bad at. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you'd probably be pretty good. Probably. should go back <laughs> <laughs> to elementary school. To elementary school. Yeah, it'd be like a Billy Madison situation. Yeah. Marianne. He's so good at that. <laughs> so good at that. 
All right. So you took the class and then depression hit. Mm-hmm. When did you start coming back? June 1st. Of this year. Yeah. Which makes sense. I think that's around the time I first started seeing you. Yeah. And yeah. So Chan told me you took taking this class. So I thought you had just taken this class. Yeah. <laughs> and this is your first mic oh, since yeah. taking this class. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know the, the trajectory of it. So, but you've been coming up pretty uh, frequently since June 1st, right? Oh, yeah. It's been, I mean, it's all I think about, you know. Yeah. In in all of, every every day, it's all I think about is just like, when's the next mic? What am I doing for this show? You know, that's like what my whole thought process is around like, when do I need to nap to be okay for the mic that's at 10? (laughs) You know, but um, yeah. I keep a counter of like how many mics I do too. I don't know if other people count stuff like that, but it makes me feel better. Oh, okay. Like your total number of mics mm-hmm. that you've gone to? I do it by month. So I, I can see sort of like if I feel like I've progressed a lot and I went to like 15 mics or whatever, I, I understand. I'm like, see, that's what you get for putting in the work, you know? Well, that's smart. You know, it's a correlation between, yeah, yeah putting in the work and then it's yeah. well done. Yeah. Is that weird? <laughs> it's so funny you have to work to be good at stuff. <laughs> well, you know, like, stand-up's the only thing that, like, you know, it, it, it's hitting the gym, but you, it's public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I know. You know, the gym is just in front of everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> who are staring at you watching you work out. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate gyms. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I work out in my shed. <laughs> oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Do you know how many you went to last month? 13. 13. Mm-hmm. What's the goal for uh, this month? It's not necessarily a goal just because I try not to give myself a way to fail, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's more just like, how can I structure my life to go to more? You know, how can I like go? And now I've only gone to two mics in a night one time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that like drained my energy completely <laughs> so now i'm like that's the new muscle i'm working on it's oh, like cool. trying to do two mics in a night so then because i see so many people who are doing two shows or four shows in a night right. yeah and i'm like that's a muscle you know yeah. that's something i don't have right now so i'm i'm trying to look at it that way well that's good yeah. and you can't really like plan if you're gonna feel bad or um be tired or, or get sick at, you know out of nowhere yeah, and right. stuff like that so that's another reason why I don't want to hold myself to like a number necessarily but it's, it's also kind of important when you're not feeling like the best to go out there and do it anyway not not physically but yeah. I mean like if you're just like kind of tired or something mm-hmm. like that it's still good to go out and, and do it you'll always feel better for doing it yeah you know you know that's why the comedy bar was so good because you sign up in the morning and then if everything went wrong that day, you still need to go. You still need to go. Yeah, you got to go take your spot. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's true to do it that to do it that way. Because yeah, it would always make me do it because oh, I would yeah. always sign up. Yeah, and then like even if I was tired, mm-hmm. you don't have that excuse after work to be like, well, uh, you know, I just worked so hard. And, yeah, you know, it's like, well, I signed up, I got to go. Mm-hmm. And, and so yeah, maybe all mics be that way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they did mics differently in New York, and I can't remember exactly how it worked, but they had multiple buckets throughout the night. So, like, mics, I think they would go on for, like, five hours. Phew. Yeah, but they'd be, like, two hosts. Uh-huh. So, like, I think an early host, well, I mean, I saw them host together, but they do, like, seven names at a time, you know? 
so maybe they could do well i don't think i'd start a mic but if i did i'd probably be like a rolling rolling bucket but again i'm not starting a mic <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you would mm, it just sounds like way too much work and it's so draining mm. like i stayed till the end of my first mic for the first time well no i've done it twice where i've actually gotten to the end and it's just funny because it feels like you're at the end of like no, you're like at a theme park when it closes, you know? <laughs> so like, it's like, are we even supposed to be here still? You know? So I don't know. But if if I could set up my job hours differently, I might do I might do that. Hmm. But I'd like to do a showcase. I really want to do a show for my birthday. Oh, when's your birthday? Comedy show, 420. Ah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be Nerd. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a Wednesday, so I was like, well, I could go bomb at Fat Cat, or <laughs> or I could do a show. So. Would that give you plenty of time to, uh, to, to like, cultivate it? Yeah, put it together. Why not? You know? Yeah, and also, I don't know how to do that, so I was figu- I just figured, you know, then I have lots of time to watch other people do it. Mo- none of us know what we're doing. Oh, good. Yeah, which great, is good. Yeah, it, it's just, Perfect. you just act like you are. That's it. Oh, okay. That's, that goes, that's everything. I've got you blind know? confidence. There you go. That's yeah. what you got to do. Just fine. I'm doing this. You yeah. Know? Okay, great. Yeah. That's it. Done. Yeah. So that's how comedy works. Yeah. <laughs> all these people true. you think are like, they all got it together. None of them do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know these people. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> That's funny. But it's motivating, you know, because yeah. you see them, you're like, oh, you know, because there's a lot of cats in town that are putting on shows, and mm-hmm. I applaud them all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, oh, like, yeah. it, it's it's fun to see the scene, like, push like this, you know, like, mm-hmm. ever since life came back or whatever. Mm-hmm. A ton of showcases right now. Oh, yeah. You know? There could always be more, but yeah. it's very cool to see the amount of opportunities that everybody's giving to the scene. It's great. Yeah, it does feel like there's a lot of, just a lot of shows all the time, you know. Yeah. And they all have great posters. Yes. It's just like fun to be in, I don't know, it's just fun to see it all. It's a, it's a cool little thing. Yeah. What, what, do you like the Nashville scene versus the New York comedy scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I love Nashville. I love the people here. Everyone's, I mean, I, I've experienced a lot of people being just very kind and, you know, generous with their time and just talking and being not giving advice necessarily but like you when you were talking at the comedy bar like i wasn't thinking about quitting at that point when i first talked to you that first night but like if we didn't talk that night i don't think i would have felt as encouraged to keep coming back Mm. you know and in new york i had a friend that did comedy and he just worked with me and i mean he opens for people he's like you know a different level but he was so nice about like telling me where the mics were and everything so i experienced the same thing in new york but it's just like it, you know, it's, I don't even know what the number would be, like 300 as many comedians mm-hmm. as Nashville. Right. So it's just, you know, it's either impossible to get on a show or like, I saw a, a Parna Nanchurla in a basement of a, I think it was a used clothing store and there was two people there in the audience yeah. and she's like famous. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, that was like a show she was on. So it's just, you know. Even though there's so many people in New York, it was still just like a million shows and not enough like getting the word out there for shows and things like that. So it's like you could, yeah, I'm on a show in New York, but like there's nobody there. I hear that about like 
music and stuff too. You know? Yeah. All these stories about bands playing for nobody. Oh know? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So like in Nashville, I've I've seen more crowds than I than I ever had in New York. So. Oh, okay. I mean, even the open mic I saw Mark Norman at, it was me, my friend Dorothy, and like two other people. Yeah. And everyone that was on that mic is on TV. <laughs> so you know. Well, that's New York, I guess. Right? Yeah. Well, it was in a hardware store. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that too. I love seeing comedy in strange places. I learned that from old Seth Pomeroy. You know Seth? I don't yeah. think you met Seth. I don't think uh, so. He's not a comic, but he's oh, a, okay. he's a comic uh, endorser. I don't know. Now he's a writer. He's a very funny man. Cool. Works at the pub, but. Uh, he would put on uh, comedy shows in like strange places, you know, mm-hmm. like clothing stores, yeah, like a art, artsy, yeah. artsy building, you know, and like it's just fun to see, you mm-hmm. know, like it works places that don't usually have comedy, you know, like we're we're doing one at that donut shop I next month, want to say that, you know, yeah. and like it just sounds fun, right? Oh yeah, comedy at a donut store. Yeah. Oh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm going. Like, <laughs> there's donuts. The donuts okay. are are very good too. I must oh, I'm say. Sure. You don't. Donuts don't have to be good to be good. <laughs> they donuts. That's fair. <laughs> They're made out of happiness. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> but that was a great idea. Did you come up with the donut idea? Uh, donut no, it stuff? was. It was. I think Evan Burke. Uh, and the idea came because he just knows there was a stage there. <laughs> oh yeah, that helps. Yeah, and yeah. like it's this little bitty stage. It's like, huh? And then they. We ended up talking to them, and we sent them an email and met them, and they were extremely uh, uh, enthusiastic and uh-huh. very nice people. It's like, cool. Yeah. Can't go any better. You know? Yeah, donut so, people are great. Donut people are great. They're I great. didn't know this. I know. Yeah. Makes me want to work at a donut shop, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't want to ruin it for myself. <laughs> Too much happiness? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You know. Is that a thing? I guess so. I don't know. So, like, you know, is that like opposite of depression? Do you think people can be just. Oh, that's mania. They suffer like. Oh, is it mania? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is a whole other thing in, in psychology, but I've never met one of those people. Me either. Well, I stay away from them because they're pretty easy to, to see coming because they're just kind of like. They look like the Joker. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think. I don't know if I've ever met a manic. Manic person. Mm. Well, that's it. it comes in episodes, I think. So it could be you've met them, but then they weren't manic when you met them. Right. Yeah. You should probably stay away from people when they're manic because I feel like you couldn't drive. I wouldn't be able to drive. <laughs> <laughs> you just be shaking. <laughs> yeah, they should probably avoid sugar and stuff too. Probably yeah. don't need to be working at the donut shop. Probably. Hmm. I don't know. I have to avoid sugar a lot. I mean, I have to eat it at night after I'm at home so I can. So if my blood sugar drops, I don't like like pass out. Oh, in is the it car. that bad? No, probably not. But I make everything worse. Oh, than that's it right. Is. You're the overthinker. Oh yeah. Okay, I thought I was an overthinker. Yeah, that's that's touche. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bring this water bottle with me everywhere because I'm nervous I'm going to choke to death. Now, see, that should be a bit. I probably yeah. It's I've had this water bottle for like ten years now. I don't I don't know what it is, but I think I'm going to choke to death. I always have water next to me. Huh. Yeah, I don't know if other people think that, or if it's just me. I don't know. I'll try to write a bit about it. I, wrote I think s- you just did. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote so many dark bits this morning. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to lean into the darkness. Yeah, you should, because yeah. it's, uh, I think just your presence on stage mm-hmm. and like just the way you look anyway, people yeah. don't expect it. 
<laughs> I thought you were going to be like, people are obviously waiting for you to become dark. <laughs> but I think it catches people for a good, yeah. a good loop. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's a fun thing. Oh man, one of them is is exactly that. It's a misdirect. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to try it at least. Can you run a bit on me? Because I this is a joke that I always mess up. And uh-huh. I've told you that I've messed this up before. Yeah. But when I try to tell uh, people about you, I'm like, <laughs> she's got this very funny joke. And I always mess it up. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Do you mind running it on the mic? <laughs> Let's see. Um, everyone always, I always think everyone hates me immediately. And it's because when I was a kid, my mom would look at me and she would say, Everyone hates you immediately. <laughs> that's it. And that was the first joke that I heard from you. I was like, that's funny. Yeah. Thank and like, you. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. I appreciate it. But like that, you know, to me, that's not even a joke because it's just, you know, she, she didn't mean it like the way it sounds, but like that's what she said to me, you know. I know. That's even better. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though. A lot of my bits. I don't write stuff that didn't happen. Like, everything I'm talking about is either happened or it came from something that happened. But that's good, too. You know, and, yeah. and like, that definitely has a, uh, a place. And, and yeah. I think audience responds to real more than they do. You I know, think so. I think real. you can tell when people are making stuff up. Yeah. But I don't know. I'd have to talk to more people about their bits. But I just think I connect yeah. a lot more when it comes from somewhere real. No, yeah. 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 And, and I think the audience picks up on that, too. Oh, yeah. Dark and depressed Marianne. Yeah. Not Mariana. People still yeah. say Mariana. Oh, I wrote a bit about that, too. Good. Yeah, finally. <laughs> well, I, I get it. It's funny. In the North, in New York, no one said my name wrong. Because they, it's short A, so it's Mariana. Uh-huh. Mariana. 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 So, like, I come here, and then everyone draws everything out naturally. Mm-hmm. So it's Mariana or Mariana. It's like marinara. Marinara. Oh my God, I've been called Marinara. Somebody at work called me Marinara the other day. Jesus. That's fine. I think that's actually cute. I should probably change her name to that. I knew what it was immediately because uh, real close to my hometown, like yeah. a couple cities over, was Mariana, Arkansas. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You got one too. There's yeah, a lot of Marianas in the so. world. And that's how they said it? Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. God. See, my case is. There's also a wiener, Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> Imagine being the mayor of Wiener. Wiener. I would love that. I'd love to be from a place called Wiener. You can say Wiener all the time. You can say Wiener it's all the time. one of my favorite words. Where are you from? Wiener. Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> well, but my point is, is like, I am saying it right because there's a trench in the ocean. It's called the Marianas Trench and it's spelled with oh. one N. So, huh. yeah. I mean, I mean, when I hear scientists talk about that trench, they say Marianas. So I'm like... I'm saying it right. I've been here the whole time. I'm saying it right. Also, I don't really care about linguistic rules. Mm. You know. This is kind of my bit. <laughs> but it is Marianne. Yeah, it is Marianne. <laughs> I was like, shoot, is it Marianne? <laughs> no, oh my God. But I, I don't fault anybody for saying it wrong. I just hate it when people tell me I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, it's your name. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care if people say it wrong. I'm, I'm not ever doesn't bother me and i also took like four months to correct josh lewis at the at the <laughs> east room <laughs> finally i got the nerve to be like actually my name is not said like that yeah that was funny yeah, i saw him uh, he's like oh oh i'm so sorry <laughs> i know he's so nice i was just like that's not what i was i wasn't expecting an apology <laughs> oh you should have you'd like thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Oh, well, this is fun. I haven't done this in a while. Um, well, we're about to wrap up here. And uh, one of the last things I like to do is uh, if you had a Mount Rushmore of comedy, who would be in your Mount Rushmore of, of comedy? That's four. Oh, man. A lot of comics get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. More than, more than you would think. Oh, my God. I actually, can I tell you a funny story about Mount Rushmore and yes. then yes. tell you my comedy? So I was in Junior Miss, like this pageant when I was in high school, which is crazy, I think, for my personality now. But they asked me who was in Mount Rushmore, and I said, like, Benjamin Franklin or something stupid, like someone who's not in Mount Rushmore. And then I made it into a joke and made the, all the judges laugh, and I won the whole competition. Wow. Yeah, it was great. So even though I was a, an idiot, I was like, I used my humor at that point. I wish I had caught on then. I was As leverage to yeah. win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, at least I'm somewhat charming. To be, to be fair, I probably would have said Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like he could have been on it. <laughs> I feel like he is. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But if I, that's so funny. I was thinking about this a lot lately and it's just funny because it's all like old white guys. Oh yeah. 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 But Bill Burr. Um, oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about like, oh, my yeah. bad. I thought you were talking about the actual <laughs> oh, Mount yeah. Rushmore. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Mount Rushmore. Most statues are old white guys. <laughs> okay. But you're Mount Rushmore. My Mount Rushmore. As old white guys. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Well, that's the thing is I was like, I mean, I guess there's just a higher percentage of old white guys in comedy right now yeah um and so the people at the top of their game are old white guys but bill burr a hundred percent love bill burr tom segura a hundred percent love him um eddie izzard Mm -hmm. because he was my first favorite comedian ever and then the fourth one this is gonna be so hard oh man this is so difficult you know what i actually want to pull out a sleeper that's, she's like my low-key favorite comedian ever, but she doesn't do specials anymore. Morgan Murphy. Okay. She's great. She has a great special on Netflix. I've listened, I've watched it like 650,000 times. Nice. Yeah. I mean, these are the people that have jokes that like crack me up throughout my life, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. You know? That's oh, great. Man, I want to hear your four on your Mount Rushmore. It always changes. Really? You know? Yeah, it does all the time. I can, yeah. I can try to come up with some now, you yeah. know? Uh, what would it be these days? I always I have to say Mitch Hedberg. Just, oh, it was a game changer for me. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, love him. <laughs> I, would, I put him. I put this guy on here before, and I'm going to do it again because I, I was thinking about him just as you were doing yours. Is Gary Shanley. I love Gary Shanley. Gary so Shanley's much. great, right? He's so great, yeah. Like, nobody really talks about his stand-up as much. I you know. know. But, like, go back and watch it, Genius. people. You know, like, just very fun stuff. A lot yeah. of Tonight Show stuff you yeah. know and genius writer yeah, it's great yeah you know uh oh i forgot about this guy uh last time i said it and now i was kicking myself for not saying it red fox oh yeah like red fox yeah. as a stand-up was insane yeah insanely funny oh, yeah. you know and like yeah he's on there mm-hmm. and then uh let's top it off with uh Another old white guy. How about Rodney Dangerfield? Oh, I love Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> you know, he's one of the... Hey, hey. Oh my God. My wife. <laughs> Whenever Sam Rill does his Rodney Dangerfield impressions, I love I love that on his podcast. Mm. But um, I love Rodney Dangerfield because of his story in stand-up. Mm. So he started when he was, I think, a teenager, and then he stopped until he was in his 60s. Yeah, it was a long time. A long time. Yeah. So that was one of my biggest inspirations when I started again in June. I was like, you know what? 
you could just start again when you're 60, I guess, or you could start now. Exactly. And like, that's the thing about comedy. Like there is no, like, it's like music, you know, there is no, uh, uh, timeline, Yeah, Yeah. no age limit. Yeah. You know, you can be old as hell as long as you're funny. Oh yeah. A lot of old people are funny anyway. So that's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mariana, we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, let the people know where they can find you online. Uh, I have an Instagram which is Mariana Barstell, and then there's an underscore afterwards because I lost my original name on Instagram. I have Twitter also, and it's Mariana Barks. And I'm also on Clubhouse, which is kind of fun. What is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is an audio app. It's an audio social media. And they do – I've done a few open mics like in the middle of the day on it, and it's – I don't know. I like it. It's been fun. But my name there is also Mariana Barks. Barks. Yeah. That's the only place you can find me. <laughs> no Facebook, that's good. Oh, I, I have that. Facebook, yeah. Yeah, well. Don't find me there. I don't like Facebook. <laughs> I've been, there have been a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses friending me on Facebook lately. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, well, we ended with that nice uh, anti uh, <laughs> Jehovah's Witness remark. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. Thanks, Carl. And there it was, guys. Another episode in the bag, man. Thanks, Mariana, for hanging out with me. And thank you for hanging out with the Badum Ching, with Carl. Now, on all the things, on everything ever. We're on Channel 2, on Channel 3, Channel 4, Channel 5, on AM radio, FM radio. We're in the sky. We're in space. Just look it up, man. Simple Google search. Oh, you already found it. I'm rambling. All right, I'll get out of your hair, man. If you guys have any questions or concerns, more questions, or you just want to send me money, cr3comedy at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, that's it. Find me on Instagram and all the things if you haven't already. And excited to be back, ladies and gentlemen. That was episode 50. We'll see you at episode 51, man. So until then, see you later. <laughs>